Praise the Lord. Welcome in everyone to another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson, and as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, low and heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for all your wonderful blessings and gifts you've given us. I thank you, God, for being with us and keeping us safe, dear God, and, and giving us health, dear Lord, that we may go, uh, get out and do our job, dear God, and and to, Lord, just to, to do your work. And, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would just have your way today in this podcast, God, that you would just touch my mind, touch my lips, dear God, and just... Give me the words that you would have me to say, Lord, that I may lift you up. And then, and because your word says if you be lifted up, you draw men unto you. And, God, I, I, that's my desire is to show others, Lord, just uh, you and, and uh, exactly what you can do for them. Lord, I love you, and I thank you for everything. In Jesus' sweet name, amen, amen. We are in Deuteronomy 31. 14, uh, we are about to uh, wrap this chapter up, or uh, book up, and we have been uh, studying on uh, Moses and him giving the the Israelites all the laws and uh, statutes and commandments and their blessings and their cursings and uh, telling them what they they need to be doing and what they don't need to be doing. and now God is about to charge Moses and Joshua. Uh, you know, Moses, it's, it's about time for Moses to die and because the Lord told him that he's not going to get to go over into the promised land because of things that he'd done. But we're going to start in uh, 30, uh, Deuteronomy 31, verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, Behold thy days approach that thou must die. Call Joshua, and present yourselves in the tabernacle of the congregation, that I may give him a charge. And Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tabernacle of the congregation. And the Lord appeared in the tabernacle in a pillar of a cloud, and the pillar of the cloud stood over the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, and this people will rise up and go a-whoring after the gods of the strangers of the land, whether they go to be among them, and will forsake me and break my covenant, which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them. And they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Are not these evils come upon us, because our God is not among us? And I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evils which they shall have wrought, in that they are turned unto other gods. <laughs> now, all right. The Lord is about to lead, uh, have Joshua to lead the people, the people of Israel, over into the promised land. Okay. He takes Joshua and Moses aside, takes them into the tabernacle of the congregation, takes them in there and talks to them privately, and he's telling Moses and Joshua, 
that you know, he tells Moses that it, it's time for him to to die, and he tells Joshua that the people, when they get over into the promised land, that they are going to fail him. They are going to go uh, after other gods. They're going to go start worshiping other gods. They're going to forget about him, and they're going to do all manner of evil. But still yet, God is going to lead them over into the promised land, lead them and give them the blessing that he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, even though he knows that they're going to fail him. Just like us today. The Lord knows, knew when he, when I give my heart and life to him, he knew that I was going to fail him at some point in time. I was, I was going to completely leave him, and I was going to go back out and sin and, and chase after the world and, I, and the things of the world. He knew that, but yet he called me, and yet he chose me, and yet he had a work for me, even though he knew. See, you, you've got to understand God knows everything about us, everything that we are going to do. He knows. He knows the future for us. He knows exactly what we're going to do. He knows it when we're going to fail. But, you know, there's, there's that chance that, that we will not. But he warns us. He does everything he can to keep us from doing it, but we still do it. And the children of Israel, all the, the, what was it, three or four chapters that we went through of all the blessings and the curses and, and how many times that the Lord told the children of Israel to be strong, to be of good courage, to follow him, keep his statutes, keep his commandments, do the will of the Lord, uh, follow him, look toward, uh, follow the Lord, look at, look toward the Lord and, and do the things that the Lord wants you to do. How many times in those, in say three chapters, did he tell the children of Israel to do that? And yet they're getting ready to go over in the promised land. And he tells Moses and Joshua that they're going to fail him. They're going to turn him back on him. They're going to go after other gods. They're going to do all kinds of evil. But yet, he's still going to lead them over there. That's how much our God loves us. Even though he knows that we're going to fail him and we're going to do wrong and we're going to do things that we shouldn't do, he's still going to bless us up to that point. And, you know, I, as I'm as I, I reading this and I look back over my life and, and things that I've done and knew better and done them anyway. And, and you know, and that's the thing about it is, with all the talk that Moses has given the children of Israel, they know better, and they know that it's going to happen. They know that it can happen, but yet they still, they still get tempted. They still get uh, drawn off track by their own lust and their own uh, selfish ways. And if, when we read on a little bit later, it, it talks about when they get over there and they get they start getting fat. In other words, when they get over over into the promised land and, and God really starts blessing them and, and their crops come in abundantly and, 
and they start hoarding it up and, and they start charging higher prices for it and, and they turn their, uh, turn their thoughts and everything from God and they start looking and saying, look what I've done. You know, I'm look. You know, I'm having. I am having to tear down my barns and build bigger barns because my crop is so big this year. You know, I have just. I am just beside myself because of the way that I've done this year. And you know, that's the way of us today, as children of God. When God starts blessing us and everything, we we start getting the big head and we start saying, "Well, you know, look what I've done. Look, look. You know, look. I I have worked hard and look what I have got." I have got a fine house and, and two new cars and a big fine boat and, and everything that I want, I've got right here. And that's what that's what hard work does for you. Well, I've got news for you. Those things are blessings from God that has just turned into a curse. Those are things that God gave you to, so that this life on this earth will be a little bit more enjoyable and you've turned them into a curse. So now then, now you're about to get in trouble one way or the other. It might be in this life, but it, but it will definitely be in the other life if you do not repent for your sins, repent for uh, chasing after the other gods and, and, follow, and not following the God, you will get in trouble and you will be punished one way or the other in this life or any other life. And listen, I would rather that everybody got punished in this life and got woke up so that they would make it to heaven because it, it's my desire for everyone to go to heaven. Uh, and that's in verse 19. Now, therefore, write ye this song for you and teach it the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths. That they may that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel, not for them, against them. This is a song that they're going to remember. This is a song that they're going to sing, but it, it's not going to mean a whole lot till they get to the place to where that they have completely left God and everything. And then when they sing this song, it, it's going to have a lot of meaning meaning to it. You know, that's the same way today. If Anybody, any of us that takes the time to read and uh, read God's word and study it, there, there's those scriptures that it, it, it just don't make sense. You you can't you can't figure it out. You know that there is a meaning there, but you have no idea what it is. And you keep studying about it and studying about it, and eventually you'll forget about it, and you'll go on. But then. Something will happen in your life or somebody else's life, and then that scripture will just—it'll be like a neon sign. It'll just—it'll just all of a sudden come on real bright in your mind, and you'll know what it means. You know, we're—we're we're not going to understand every word that's in uh, God's word. We're not going to understand all of it. We're not going to get the the meaning to the whole Bible. We're not going to do that. But we're going to get the parts that we need when we need them. And, you know, even though you read the Bible and you don't, you don't understand it, it, it just don't make sense to you, don't quit reading. Keep on. There will be parts in there that will make sense now. There will be parts in there that will make sense later. Um, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe next month, maybe five years from now. 
But at a certain point in time, the meaning of that is going to come out because of some situation that's in your life or somebody else's life so that, that you can be helped or you can help someone with that scripture. For when I shall have brought them into the land which I swear unto their fathers, that floweth with milk and honey, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves and waxen fat, then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my commandments. And it shall come to pass, when many evils and troubles are befallen them, that this song shall testify against them as a witness, for it shall not be forgotten out of thy mouth of their seed. For I know their imagination, which they go about even now, before I have brought them into the land which I swear. He said, I know your thoughts. I don't care who you are, man, woman, where you're at, whether you're on the top, the tallest mountain, or whether you're in the uh, uh, in the valley, the deepest valley, or you're underneath the sea. You cannot hide from God. God knows your thoughts. Most of them, He knows what you're going to think before you think them. And our thoughts is one thing. I know for for me anyway, my thoughts is one thing that gets me in trouble a lot of times because I get to thinking about things other than get to thinking about things that I shouldn't be thinking about. And I get sidetracked in. And that's when I have to put on the brakes and uh, ask God to help me to get back, uh, get my mind back to where it needs to be. But he said, I know you, I know your thoughts and you, I know your imagination. I've seen everything you've done up to this point and it don't look like you're going to change anytime soon from this point on. Yeah, there'll be times when you will serve me. There'll be times when you won't. There'll be times when you serve me. There'll be times when you won't. Every time, then, and when you serve me, you're going to get the blessings, and when you don't, you're going to get the curse. And, you know, we can, i tell you what, I, as I think about the, what I've been reading and, and uh, exactly what all the Lord has been telling Moses to tell the children of Israel, I can see the world today in the things that God is telling Moses to tell the children of Israel. You know, this this world is in, let me tell you something. The United States, I'm going to put it down to the United States. The United States is in trouble. Whether people realize it or not, we're in trouble. All because we have completely forgotten about God and we have went off chasing everything under the sun, most of which is, is money and, mo and power and prestige and uh, saying, look what I've done and all this. And we have completely forgotten about God until something happens. And you wonder why that so many great catastrophes have uh, taken place in in the United States in the last in well in the last what hundred years or something like that. It's because God has is trying to wake us up. We 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 get to the point to where that we go to sleep. We get to the point to where we go off chasing other gods, and we get to uh, look at uh, saying, "Look what I've done," and all this and. Then things starts going wrong, and we'll wake up. 
or God will send some great thing to happen to us and we'll wake up and and it never fails. Every time something bad happens, uh, the the planes crashing into the Empire State buildings. You know what was it? The first thing that you seen everybody do? They was running for the churches. You know, every time the church doors was open, they was there and they was praying. You know, God help us and all this. And they was they was a lot of people that had probably had gotten their hearts back to where they should be with the Lord and, and was really praying and seeking God for uh, the nation and for the people and the ones that was uh, the first responders that was there trying to find all the people that was in the rubble. But, you know, after everything got cleaned up and uh, everything like that, everybody started dwindling back to the way they were. They started, they quit going to church and, and they quit praying like they were and, and they quit talking to God, and they, they went back to their evil ways. So then along comes a coronavirus. And, you know, it's just one thing after another. And this is God trying, trying to tell us, you know, as long as you serve me, there's going to be a blessing. But when you don't serve me and you go after everything else of the world, there's going to be curses. So that that you know that's that's where the United States is right now, because we have just grown cold on the Lord, gotten away from Him, and and started chasing after everything of the world. And Moses therefore wrote this song the same day and taught it the children of Israel, and he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge and said, "Here we go, be strong." and be of good courage. Be strong, and be of good courage. Be strong in the Lord, and be of good courage, because nothing's going to happen that you and the Lord can't handle as long as you follow Him, and you trust in Him, and you take God at His word and do what He says He's going to do. There's nothing that's going to happen. You know, there, there's nothing that can separate us from God. Now, there's... Uh, no principalities, no powers, no, nothing, no man, nothing in this world can separate us from God except ourselves. We are the ones. I don't care who you blame it on. You can blame it on Satan. You can blame it on your neighbor. You can blame it on your pastor. You can blame it on somebody at church. You can blame it on anybody you want to. The president of the United States, you can blame it on him. But when it comes right down to it, it's your own fault. That things that you got away from the Lord because you were drawn away of your own lust and started going after things that you shouldn't be going after. The grass is not greener on the other side, believe me. I've tried both sides and I, I choose the side of the curse of the blessings because that's where I want to be. That's where the grass is the best. That's where uh, everything is, is in good shape. Uh, I still have problems. I still have troubles and trials, but I have someone walking with me that helps me through those times. Be strong and of good courage. For thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with you. I'm going to give you this promised land. I'm going to give you this land that I swore to your your uh, fathers, I'm going to give it to you. Even though 
I know for a fact that you're going to to go after all the gods of the uh, the strange gods of all the people that you're trying to run out there. You're going to start chasing after them. You're going to start chasing after the almighty dollar. You're going to start chasing after uh, power and prestige and, and uh, look at me, look what I've done. I know you're going to do all this stuff, but still yet, up until that point, I'm going to bless you. And when you get to that point and you start after other gods, then your curse is going to start. And let's see. Then Moses, and, and it came to pass, verse 24, and it came to pass when Moses had made an end of writing the words of this law in a book until they were finished, that Moses commanded the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law and put it in the side of the ark of the covenant of the, of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against thee. And, now, and you know, here we go. We, uh, God tell Moses to write, to write a song. Okay? He wrote a song. And then he said, all right, now this song's going to be a witness against you. Not for you, but against you. All right. Now then, he's wrote all the laws and everything that God has given them. He's wrote them in a book. He gave them to the, gave this book to the Levites, told the Levites to put this in the Ark of the Covenant for a witness against the people. Again, a witness against the people. Let me tell you something. When we stand at the, at the great white throne judgment to be judged, there's going to be two books there. The one book is going to be the book of life. That's the one when you give your heart and life to God that your name is written in. The only person that can take your name, take your name out of that book is you yourself. And you can take your name out of that book. The other book is going to be God's word. It's going to be the laws. It's going to be the commandments. It's going to be the statutes, what we call the Holy Bible. And we are going to be judged according to God's word, the Holy Bible. We're going to be, we're going to be judged by that. So, yes, we need to follow it exactly the way that it's written. We don't need to rewrite it to fit the way that we want to live we need to live the way that it's wrote so that we may so that we will make it to heaven you can't you can't go in any other way except through and by Jesus Christ uh, you're you're not going you got to go through that gate Jesus he's the gate he's the door you've got to go through him or you're not going to make it to heaven and you've got to follow the laws and the statutes and the commandments that's in God's holy word. You've got to follow them to the letter if you're going to make it to heaven. And, and it's very simple, but yet we we want to make it so complex that uh, we can't understand it. But the word of God said that this this word is is so simple that a child can understand it. But we, as children of God, we want to make it so complex, and we want to say, well, I just don't understand it. Now, well, you know the part that we don't understand is why we can't do whatever we want to and still go to heaven. 
why can't we change this a little around a little bit and make it say this instead of that so that way i i can live i can do what i want to and i can go to heaven that's not the way it's going to happen you got to live the word of god the way it says can't leave out the crossing of a nigh or a crossing of a t or a dotting of an i not not one jot or tittle will be left out so we have we have to follow it just the way that it says and he said take this book and hide it put it in the ark to be a witness against you gather unto me all the elders of your tribes and your officers, that I may speak these words in their ears, and call heaven and earth to record against them. For I know that after my death ye will utterly corrupt yourselves and turn aside from the way which I have commanded you, and evil will befall you in the latter days, because ye will do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger through the works of your hands. And Moses spake in the ears of all the congregation of Israel the words of this song until they were ended. You know, it, it's sad that Moses had to know exactly what he, what he knew right before he passed away. Knowing that these people, as much as he had uh, tried to teach them how to walk, tried to teach them how to obey and to, to trust the Lord and, and do the works of the Lord and, and to obey him, how much he time that he spent writing down laws and getting the laws and statutes and the commandments from God, uh, having to climb up and down that mountain so many times in the beginning, and then following the children, uh, leading the children through the wilderness and them complaining and griping constantly about something, and then have, have, them, have him to know that right before he passes away, he, he finds out that no matter what, Everything that he has done is still sort of going to be for naught because they are going to fail him and just very soon after they get over into the promised land. You know, failure is not bad. Well, I'm trying to think of the word that I want to put. It's not the failure that sends us to hell. It's what we do after we fall. Okay, do we, when we fall and we go back on the Lord, do we stay there and do we go ahead and, and just say, well, <laughs> I'm here, I might as well enjoy it for a while, or do we figure out, Lord, I have messed up. I have messed up. I need help. Please forgive me. You know, that's that's a prayer that uh, I pray quite often. Uh, yeah, I, me. I, I have to pray that quite often because I fail. I, I do things uh, in the heat of the moment, in anger, uh, in frustration, um, and 
I'm, I do things uh, jokingly sometimes that I should not do or say. And, you know, those, those things, when I do those, God immediately, he brings those to my knowledge. So I am looking, I am thinking, you know, God brings those things to my knowledge. Even when I was out in sin for a long time, I God constantly reminded me that I was doing wrong and that I needed to, to get back to where I once was. And I'm sure that he done the children of Israel the same way when they done it. But we ignore him because we're having fun. There's things happening in our life and we like it. And we we stay there. And at some point in time, we, we eventually, hopefully, we wake up. I did. I woke up and I figured out that, nah, this is not where I want to be. You know, this this... This road does not lead to where the, where I want to go, so I I need to change roads. Now then, I I had to go and call upon God, and I had to ask Him to forgive me of my sins. I had to turn from my sins, and I had to start following Him, one hundred percent. You can't follow Him, uh, fifty percent, even ninety percent. It has to be a hundred percent. He wants a a hundred percent of you. He wants a hundred percent of your mind. He wants a hundred percent of your heart. He wants a hundred percent of your whole, your soul. And we need to give him the whole thing and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. This is me. I'm not perfect. I I am. <laughs> You all ought to know this by now. If you've been keeping up these podcasts, you ought to know that I am far from perfect. And, but, you know, God still loves me and God still uses me because I'm willing. I'm willing. I want I want to be doing the will of God. I want to I want to have some stars in my crown when I get to heaven. I just don't want just a crown. I want some jewels in my crown because I'm going to give my crown back to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I want I want that crown to really mean something. I want it to to shine. I want it to glisten. I want all all kinds of jewels in that crown. I want it filled up full of crowns when I give it back to my Lord and Savior. I just don't want just the, the just a medal. I want I want something in it. And I want to do a lot for the Lord. And I want to follow him and do his will. And the only way I can do that is forget about the world, forget about all the pleasures of the world, and think about the Lord and follow him. Chapter 32. This is the song of Moses. This is the song that Moses wrote and had the children of Israel to uh, remember it, and then he wrote it down, and he he saved it to where that they would never forget it, where it would be written, re- read, and sung. And uh, I'm going to read this. It's quite lengthy, but uh, I'm going to read it. And if you get a chance, you need to read it because let me tell you something. There's a lot, lot in this that. Really, that I mean, if you read it and you think about the the place that the world is at today, especially America, this fits America real good. Chapter thirty-two. 
Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew. As a small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not with, not the spot of the child, of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Do thus, do ye thus. Requite the Lord, O foolish people and unwise. Is not he thy father that hath brought thee, bought thee? Hath he not made thee and established thee? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee, thy elders, and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, is a lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the wasting, waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth, that he might eat the increase of the fields, and he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock, butter of kine and milk of sheep, with fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of wheat, and thou didst drink the pure blood of the grape. But Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxen fat. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then, ye, then he forsook God, which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations provoked they him to anger. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God. To gods whom they knew not. To new gods that they, they came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Of the rock that begat thee, thou art unmindful, and hast forgotten God that formed thee. And when the Lord saw it, he abhorred them because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see that their end shall be. For they are very forward generation. 
children to whom is no faith. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities, and I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled in mine anger, and shall burn unto the lowest hell, and shall consume the earth with her increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap mischief upon them. I will spend my spend mine arrows upon them. They shall be burnt with hunger, and devour with burning heat, and with bitter destruction. I will also send the teeth of beasts upon them with the poison of serpents of the dust. The swords without and terror within shall destroy both the young man and the virgin, the suckling also with a man of gray hairs. I said I would scatter them into corners. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Were it not that I feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should behave themselves strangely, and lest they should say, Our hand is high, and the Lord hath not done all this. For they are a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? For their rock is not as our rock, even our enemies themselves being judges. For their vine is of the vine of Sodom and the fields of Gomorrah their grapes are grapes of gall, their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the poison of dragons and the cruel venom of asp. Is not this laid up in store with me and sealed up among my treasures? To me belongeth vengeance and re recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand and the things that shall come upon them make haste. For the Lord shall judge his people and repent himself for his servants, when he seeth that their power is gone, and there is none shut up or left. And he shall say, Where are their gods, the rock in whom they trusted, which did eat the fat of their sacrifice and drank the wine of their drink of offerings, let them rise up and help you and be your protection. See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. For I will lift up my hand to heaven and say, I live forever. If I whet my glittering sword and mine hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to mine enemies and will reward them that hate me. I will make mine arrows drink, drunk with blood. 
and my sword shall devour flesh, and that with the blood of the slain and of the captives from the beginning of revenges upon the enemy. Rejoice, O ye nations, with this people. For he will avenge the blood of his servants and will render, render vengeance to his adversaries and will be merciful unto his land and to his people. And Moses came and spake all the words of this song in the ears of the people, he and Hosea, the son of Nun. Made, Moses made an end of speaking all these words to all Israel, and he said unto them, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe, to do, all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life, and through these things ye shall prolong your days in the land whither you go over Jordan to possess it. This is the song that God had Moses to write to the people, telling them just exactly what happened to them. You know, we we get to a point that when we leave God and we wander off and, and we start uh, dabbling around in sin and things of the world, we forget how we got there. We forget what was going on before. We we get to the point to where that we, we have joy and we have pleasure in doing the th things of sin and we are enjoying it and everything and we forget. We forget exactly what it was like to be back under the blessings. So, Mo so God had Moses to write this song, to let them realize exactly what it is that's coming against them and exactly why it's coming against them. And it's going to continue to come against them until they give their heart and life to God. He, tell me, he said, I am your God. I am your rock. I, I will protect you like a, an eagle protects her young. I will protect you. and But you are going to have to let me. You know, God, God is a perfect gentleman. He is not going to force himself on you. He is not going to force you to do anything. And uh, we have to do for the Lord. We have to do what God tells us. And we have to do these things because... We want to because we want a better life, because we want salvation, and because we want a better hereafter. Like you said, like Moses said, there's a blessing and a curse. We're going to have to choose one or the other. We, we are going to have to choose. And I pray that you choose the right one. I pray that you choose the blessing. Yes, it is work. Yes, it is hard. It is hard to live for the Lord. It's it's not a walk in the park. God never promised us it would be, it would be hard or easy. And as a matter of fact, a lot of your apostles, when we get over into the New Testament, they will talk about uh, putting your hand to the plow. They will talk about running a race. They will talk about things that are physically strenuous. They will talk about these things. This is what they. This is how they feel that it's like living for the Lord. But 
they will also tell you that it's worth it in the end. It's worth it. It's even worth it while you're going through those things. It's even wor- it's worth it while you're doing those work because God is a a a loving God. He is a uh, God that will meet your needs. He was He's a God that will comfort your heart. He is He is a God that will do all good for you as long as we will let Him. But we've got to let Him. We've got to turn our heart and life over to him and let him lead us, not us try to lead him. So verse 48, we're going to finish up this chapter. And the Lord spake unto Moses that same self same day, saying, Get thee up unto this mountain, Abram, unto Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, that is over against Jericho. And behold the land of Canaan, which I give which I give unto the children of Israel for a possession. And die in the mount whither thou goest up, and be gathered unto thy people, as Aaron thy brother died in Mount Hor, and was gathered up unto his people. Because ye trespass against me among the children of Israel at the waters of Meribah Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, because ye sanctified me not in the midst of the children of Israel, yet thou shalt see the land before thee, but thou shalt not go thither unto the land which I gave give to the children of Israel. Now Moses, he, he, was, he was a man after God. He followed God. He talked to God. I mean, talked to God just like I'm talking to you all right now. And God spoke to him just like, uh, you know, uh, just like you, you and someone else having a conversation. They spoke to each other. But yet he disobeyed God, and, and he didn't do just exactly what the Lord wanted him to do. So his his ultimate ultimate blessing uh, he didn't he didn't get. I I feel sure that he made it into heaven. I don't know for a fact. Don't quote me on that. But I feel I feel within myself that he did. But the thing about it is, is that one blessing, that that one that one place in his Christian life to where that he could be the closest to God and God could really really bless him and really use him in a great and mighty way. He did not get to experience that because of failures because of disobedience because he did not do exactly what god told him to do we can do that ourselves we as children of god we can we can do that we can cheat ourselves out of blessings by disobeying and and wandering off and and getting angry and and doing things that we're not supposed to be doing and saying words that we're not supposed to be saying we can cheat ourselves out of blessings just remember, though, no matter what you do, God still loves you. No matter what you do, God loves you. He don't like the sin that's in our lives, but he loves us. And there will be no sin entering into heaven. But, you know, just trust in the Lord and follow him and let him be your guide. Keep the commandments, statutes, read God's word, find out just exactly what how that God wants you to live your life 
and follow it and do it, and you've got you you got no problem. But it's when we get we get to wandering off and and get to looking at the things of the world is when we get in trouble, and the children of Israel gets in trouble quite a few times because of that same thing. And I, I just read to you, God told Moses and and uh, Joshua they're going to do it. I mean it's a given they're going to do it. And yeah, but you know we. You know, the one the one reason that, that God writes all this stuff down, had Moses write all this stuff down and, and put him in his word, is so that we can figure, well, you know, they did that. I don't have to do that. Yes, I can do that, but I don't have to do that. I don't want to do that. So we, we make a way to not do that instead of making a way to do it. But listen, I thank you all for listening today, and I hope God blesses you in a great and a mighty way. And until the next time.